you ought to be excited. This is what feeds your soul. Amen. Now, I know we, um, uh, we're going to continue on this schedule. Uh, reconnect that for me. We're going to continue along this schedule starting at 12 o'clock. People will catch up with us. Yeah, y'all with me? They'll catch up with us. All right. We're not waiting on stragglers. All right. You got to be hungry for this thing. The Bible says when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, then you will be filled. See, Jesus said my meat and my drink is to do the will of the father. You got to have an appetite for this. Okay. You got to have an appetite for this to get out the bed. You got to have an appetite to worship. You got to have an appetite to lift your hands. Everybody ain't got an appetite. Okay, but, but one thing we have to do is keep our appetite. All right, we're not going to recede. All right, we're not going to do that. We know we're not going to digress. We're going to keep it going forward. We're going to keep that same energy, that same love for the Father. The Father gave instructions. Anytime the Father gives you instructions, keep the instructions. Okay, don't adjust the instructions for people. I'm giving you something. Don't instruct, don't, don't adjust his instructions to wait on people. He gave you the instructions because what he wanted to do. Imagine him sending his only begotten son to planet and then have all these people come against him. It looked like he in the wrong. <laughs> well, the Pharisees ain't saying that. <laughs> well, the Sadducees not saying that. The scribes not doing that. They got mad at Jesus. Why your people don't fast? It ain't time. Mind your business. But before we get into the word, I want to um I want us to give the Father some thanks. Okay? Come on, we're going to thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him for his love. Come on, come on, let's thank him for his love. Let's thank him for his predestined love. Father, we thank you for your love. Father, we thank you for the strength. Father, we thank you that you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have made us royalty. We thank you that you have made us priests. We thank you that we are a chosen generation. That we are a holy nation. We thank you, Father, that you decided to open our eyes when we could not see. You have to be thankful. Amen. You have to be thankful. You have to be thankful when someone loved you when you didn't love yourself. When somebody was thinking about you when you weren't even thinking about yourself, you weren't thinking about your purpose. You weren't thinking about no destiny and he thought about you. He put somebody in your way. He gave you a word. He did something to get your attention because he wanted you to be at a certain place. He wanted you to have, I keep telling y'all, this is his plan. You're going to relax. This is his plan. You just got to relax and accept it. You ain't got to fight. You ain't got to scrape. You ain't got to scrounge. The Bible says when we in his hand, can't nobody pluck us out. Amen. This word has to become a faith to you. It has to become the way you see a thing. If you don't see it according to how he see it, you don't have faith. 
There's no faith there. The faith there is that we agree with heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, <laughs> whatever you loose, we're coming into agreement with him. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. That is the entrance into worship. A, a thankful and a grateful heart. If you can't find the presence, it's because you're just not grateful. If, it's, if you feel like it's, it's escaping you, go back to gratitude. <laughs> Get some energy behind it. Okay? Remind yourself of his love. The Bible said the Holy Spirit reminds you of everything that he has, told, that he has spoken to them. That's a whole, his whole ministry. He said the Holy Spirit is going to remind you everything we did in these three years. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of that. Soon as you get down, soon as you get uncomfortable, soon as you get weary, soon as you get scared, Holy Spirit is going to remind you. I'm all the way in Nigeria, lifting my hands, and he reminded me of dreams. <laughs> We're all the way in Africa. I thought you only did that in Stockbridge. <laughs> he reminded me. Remember what I told you in 2010? This is just part of it. I told you you're going to change the entire generation. Remember I told you that in 2010, you were walking down the street by yourself, clueless. Didn't have an idea, didn't know nothing about no Atlanta, had never even been to Atlanta. 2010. Them promises he gave you. One of the powerful things about his promises that I love is in Hebrew chapter 6, where he said, the Bible said that, by these two immutable things, okay, which is the promise and the oath. There's a, he gave a promise, then he gave an oath. Now, he's God. He ain't got no beginning or no end. All he got to do is promise. Ain't that good enough? If God comes to you, tell you, I promise you, Chris, I'm going to do this for you. He don't need an oath, right? There's no need for an oath, right? He made a promise, Sean B., then gave an oath, he made a promise, I'm going to give y'all this. Then he swore by himself because he couldn't swear by nobody great. I know you put it on your mama. <laughs> you put it on your daddy, your dead cousin, your dead homies. You put it on all of them. He said, I couldn't swear by nobody greater, so I swore by myself. So I promised you something. I swore by myself that if it didn't happen, I'm at fault. Then the scriptures went on to say that he did that so that our souls would be anchored. Stephen, he did it so our souls would be anchored. Anchored. When something is anchored, it's held down. When something is anchored, it's held up. When something is anchored, it's held together. He made the promise and the oath so your faith, your soul would be anchored. Without a shadow of a doubt, he wanted you to be unmovable. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, why do you think the, 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 uh, the apostles had such great faith? They were unmovable. They were anchored. Their souls were anchored. Everybody coming against them. Look, I hear what y'all saying, but we got to follow this. It's going to happen to you this week. You're going to get a chance to see if you anchored. You're going to get a chance to see, are you anchored or do you move with the crowd? You moving with what they doing or well, what's new? No, nah, we're going to move with this word. Amen.
So we're going to uh, continue along the lines of snapshots of the Holy Spirit. We kind of deviated for the purpose of the anniversary last week. Um, but we're doing snapshots of the Holy Spirit. And all we're pretty much doing is giving you a visual of what everybody's been talking about. Okay, everybody's been talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit. Well, we just want to give you some snapshots of how that looks. The first message we did was called incubation, in which we taught you that the Spirit comes upon you. And it comes upon you because you are a child of God. Because you are in Christ, the Spirit comes upon you, but it comes upon you to incubate you because you have to be developed. Your soul needs to grow. Okay, now the growth ain't happening at the spirit level. It's happening at the soul level. So the Holy Spirit incubates us. The job of the Holy Spirit is to incubate. Okay, it is to hover over anything that is created in Christ. All things were created in Christ. All things. So the first thing the Bible said that the Holy Spirit did was hover. It said it hovered over the whole world. Why? Because we're about to create things through Christ. So we taught, we did the teaching on incubation. Then we did the ministry of the Holy Spirit, showing you that, okay, the Holy Spirit comes upon you as a spirit, but the angels are surrounding you. They're encamping about around you. They have an assignment. They have a, a, a mission. And that mission is to minister to you, to get you in the place the Father wants you to be. They have a job. They know their job. We recording? Is that the X? It was getting good. I want to make sure I can listen to it. <laughs> so you need to know whatever spirit rests on you is angels ministering to you. Even in a demonic. When a spirit of wrath sets upon you, them angels give you every reason to kill somebody. Every reason you should slap them. Every reason you shouldn't forgive Every reason you should leave, you should abandon. Why? Because whatever spirit rests on you, it comes with ministering spirits, ministering around you. The Bible says where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work. Every evil work. Wherever there's envy and strife, Satan has permission. Come in there and minister. If you married, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all know what I'm, look, if you don't know, you gonna know. Okay. And so on today, the title of our teaching is going to be ministering spirits, ministering spirits, ministering spirits. Okay. Hebrew chapter one, verse 13 and 14. It reads, but to which of the angels has he ever said, talking about the father. Talking about our heavenly father. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand, which is a place of honor. Bible said you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Where Christ seated at? The right hand. The right hand is a place of honor. You have to know where you're seated because it is from that position you do everything. We're not coming to the throne like some bums. We're not coming to the throne like unworthy servants. This ain't the Old Testament. You ain't David. You the brother of Jesus. 
We're not coming to the throne as if we're worthless. We're coming to the throne to speak to our father. So he said, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Verse 14 is what we're going to extract the meat of our message. It says, are they not all ministering spirits? Are they not all ministering spirits? That's including the demonic ones. They're all ministering spirits, but his spirits, his angels are ministering spirits sent. Somebody say apostolic. They're sent. Anytime you send somebody that you have a mission. Imagine God sent an angel to tell you something. They better not come back until they've done their job. <laughs> They're ministering spirits sent. So the father sends his ministering spirits, purpose, destiny. He is something he has to get to you. So he sends his ministering spirits. I know I didn't say it, but he got to ingrain in your mind. He sends his ministering spirits to minister to you. So to Satan, he know your people. He know your past. He know what you like. (laughs) He know who you don't like. So he sends his ministering spirits to minister to you. And you got a choice to make. Do I accept it? Do I reject it? Are you growing up? Because you starting to know the difference. Starting to get a lot more peaceful up here, ain't it? Because you know, uh uh-uh. Nuh-uh, not today. Get that t-shirt. Go ahead and get it. Not today, Satan. <laughs> you won't be ministering to me today. I recognize your voice don't even line up with the word. And even when it do, you off. So he says, are not they all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. So the angels have a job to do. The ministering spirits have a job to do. Now we know the Holy Spirit has a work to do. But that work is tasked out to angels. Are not they all ministering spirits? See, we didn't have that conversation before. It was just the Holy Spirit said. We didn't have that conversation. It was just the Spirit said, what spirit? <laughs> and so he sent our father sends ministering spirits to minister to you all for the purpose of getting you your inheritance those spirits are coming to minister to you I'm going to say it again because he wants you to have your inheritance so if, the, if he's sending ministering spirits to minister to you so you can get your inheritance, what is Satan sending? <laughs> so you can miss your inheritance. He got a bunch of angels, armies. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities. We wrestle with powers, with rulers, with spiritual forces of wickedness, with spiritual forces of darkness. And all they're trying to do is get you out your destiny. Amen. They don't want you to get in your destiny. That's it. He don't want your money. What are you going to do with your money? What's that you going to do with your money? You seen him at the store? Copping that new one. 
He don't want your car. You ain't seen Satan driving around town. You might seen him in somebody driving. Stop. <laughs> he don't even want your relationship. He just don't want you to get in your destiny. He don't want y'all to get in y'all destiny. He want to keep conflict. Satan means what? I'll go. I'm going to keep opposition. Devil means accuser. So that's all he going to do. That's his whole conversation. I'm going to oppose your father and I'm going to accuse you. That's his whole ministry. He messy. <laughs> that's his whole ministry. He's going he to oppose everything the father says. Then he's going to accuse. We're we going to weed him out. We have to think like children. I'm still puzzled how Jesus would say, the disciples would say, who's the greatest in the kingdom? And he would pull a child up. I'm, I'm perplexed. That's a big word, ain't it? I'm perplexed because he had 12 apostles right there. Why did he didn't say the apostles? A child. Somebody I can raise. Somebody I can... Look, children know their parents' voice. They don't answer to a stranger. Anybody can't call Papa. <laughs> he look at you and then <laughs> take back off to his mama. He don't want no strange voice. We children... If he don't raise us to hear his voice, he don't need no adults. You know how adults get. We done heard too many voices. We don't know who to obey. Because when I heard that one voice, it got me money. Mm. When I heard that one voice, it got me the girl or the guy. <laughs> we don't know what voice to obey. When you think you know, but when you humble yourself as a child, he said, I'm going to make you great in the kingdom. I'm going to make you great in the kingdom. The devil comes to do what? What? What, what, what are you trying to kill, steal, and destroy? How is that? By first killing the voice. If we can silence the voice, we can say whatever we want to you. Y'all ready? Revelations chapter 5 verse 6. We're going to read through 12. It says, Then I saw one like a slaughtered lamb standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. He said, I saw one like a slaughtered lamb, Jesus, standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures. I'm explaining that in a second. And among the elders. It said he had seven horns. Horns stands for strength and courage. And seven eyes. Which pretty much means what? Vision. Different ways you can see. Whether you're talking about visions, whether you're talking about dreams, whether you're talking about your thought life, whether you're talking about imaginations. Whether you're talking about your conscious, the unconscious, the subconscious, it had seven eyes. 
And this, these seven horns and seven eyes make up the seven spirits of God. We're going to get to that. And these seven spirits of God are sent. Aren't they all ministering spirits? Sent. Into all the earth. Verse 7. He went and took the scroll out of the right hand of the one seated on the throne. Verse 8. When he took the scroll, the four living creatures. Let me explain that. The four living creatures are the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. All these are faces that appear on angels. All right. The lion is the king of the beast and represents courage, majesty, and omnipotence. The ox is the most important domestic animal and represents patience, strength, and continuous labor. The man is the greatest of all living creatures and especially in the area of intelligence, rational power, and spirituality. The eagle is the greatest of all the birds and is a symbol of sovereignty, supremacy, and swiftness to action. So he says when, we, when he took the scroll... The four living creatures and the 24 elders, the 24 elders represent government. They fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and a gold bowl filled with incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So you got these four living creatures and these 24 elders and they fall down and they fall down with this, with this harp and this golden bowl. The harp represents worship and the bowl represents prayer. So the moment he took the scroll, and this is not my teacher, I'm just explaining some things to you. The moment he took the scroll and got ready to open the scroll, the scripture said they fell down to worship the lamb. They went into prayer and worship. Verse 9. And they sang a new song. Hmm. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Talking to Jesus. Because you were slaughtered and you purchased the people for God by your blood from every tribe and every language and, and people and nation. They know the work. Amen. Verse 10. You made them a kingdom of, and priest to our God and they will. They will reign on the earth. Not they might. They will. All those who answer. That's for all those who answer. We will reign. All right. It's going to get good. Y'all ready? Verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne. And also the living creatures and of the elders. So he said he looked and around the throne, he seen all these angels. He seen the four living creatures. He seen the 24 elders. Then it said their number was countless thousands plus thousands of thousands. So billions of angels, billions of angels are worshiping. Billions of angels are around this throne and look what they're saying. Verse 12. They said with a loud voice, who is they? Angels. All right. 
the angels, the ministering spirits that are sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. They said, now how many is it? We can't count. It's at least a billion. Okay? Because angels aren't made as individuals, they're made in companies. So when we say a spirit of wisdom, it's a whole army of them. It ain't just one angel going around to everybody, <laughs> giving them wisdom. No, it's a company of them. It's an army of them. It's a host of them. And so you have a billions of angels ministering, ministering, ministering. Look what they said. They said with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive Power, say power. Power. Riches. Riches. Mm. Wisdom. Wisdom. Strength. Strength. Honor. Honor. Glory. Glory. And blessings. Huh. They know they, they, they know they marching orders. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. He died. Inheritance. You can't get the inheritance if somebody died. Worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive. For who? For us? For us? So you got a billion angels (laughs) on earth right now. Yesterday, two years ago, five years ago, I know I'm hurting you. (laughs) And this whole time, Ken, they've been trying to minister to us to get us power, to get us riches. We trying to get it ourselves. I got a new job, really. <laughs> He's trying to get us this power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. They just Let you think on it for a second. Snapshots of the Holy Spirit. Snapshots. I just want you to see what is going on in the spirit realm that belongs to you. And you stopping it. Listening to the other voice. Don't go to church. Uh. The angels ain't saying that. Because you ain't going to get no power staying at home. <laughs> Paul said, my God will supply all your needs according to his Mm. he was making a declaration of what he knew. He said, my God will supply all of your needs, meaning you ain't got there yet. This was an apostolic announcement. He said, my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory, which are in Christ Jesus. So as long as you're in Christ Jesus, these angels are constantly ministering to you. This is their job. Aren't they all ministering spirits? Sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. They're not trying to minister us out of our inheritance. They're trying to minister us into our inheritance. So you got the seven spirits of God with the seven horns, seven eyes, ministering a sevenfold blessing. The number seven means what? Perfection. And what else? Completion. What else? I know he gonna say. I know you know Q. 
Rest. Rest. Why are you tired? Wrong spirits ministering and you responding to them. So you can't get rest. You can't get your perfect life. Lose this life. Gain this one. The, the life you had came with spirits that were ministering to you to get you out of your inheritance, to get you into hell, to bring you to the doorstep of Satan. He said, lose that life. He said, lose that life and come over to this side where I got billions of angels ministering to you. Assistance. Hey, hey, you remember you say that back in the day, aid and assistance. I need a little aid and assistance. You know, when you used to get in a fight on the block, maybe y'all ain't from the block. I'm from the block. So when you get into a fight, you need a little aid and assistance. Like the preacher said, I feel my help. That's what they said. So you have these, you have a sevenfold inheritance. You have these seven spirits of God sent into earth to minister to us, to get us into our inheritance. The work of the Holy Spirit has been tasked out to the angels. The work of the Holy Spirit, watch this. John chapter 16, and we're going to read verses 5 through 15 for my note takers. I had so much proof, I had to put some back. I had so many scriptures showing me, I had to put some back. It's too much evidence of this stuff. Okay? And we're going to talk about the work of the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, and this is Jesus talking. He says, but now I am going to him who sent me. So he's going to be with his father. He said, I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow fills your heart. You don't understand what I'm about to release to you. If you knew what I was about to release to you because I go to my father, what is about to be released to you, you probably kill me yourself. You probably be on Judas' team. You would set me up if you knew. <laughs> the Bible said, I, look, Satan didn't know. Had Satan known, he wouldn't have killed him. He wouldn't have killed him. He wouldn't have killed him, Steve. He wouldn't have killed him. <laughs> had he known, had he known what he was about to release, he's still an idiot. The Bible said that we're supposed to be like trees planted by the rivers of living water. We're supposed to bring forth good fruit. If he only knew, the more he caused conflict in our life, it makes us dig our roots down deeper. He don't know, Serena. <laughs> Bible said he was alive from the beginning. <laughs> that's that's an expression of his mindset. <laughs> he was alive from the beginning. He was ignorant and unlearned from the beginning. He didn't know. Had he did, he would have never killed Jesus. 
He would have told Judas, keep the brother alive. Don't take them 30 pieces. It ain't worth it. But since he's a ministering spirit, he ministered the wrong thing. He said, sorrow has filled your heart. Verse seven. But I tell you the truth. because That's all he can do. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the paracletus, the advocate, the counselor, the comforter, the ministering spirits, they can't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. How many know y'all? How many of y'all know that's personal? He didn't say y'all. We in the country. I can get away with that. He didn't say y'all. He said, I'm going to send him to you, your address, your purpose, your destiny, your life. Why would he say that? Because a lot of them. It's a lot of them. The church has told us it's one Holy Spirit and he's just around just every. No, that's not how it works. Okay, the Holy Spirit is one spirit that rests on us. But the task of the Holy Spirit is given over to the angels. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent to minister. Sent to minister. And all you got to do is look like I said, if Satan is always ministering to you, watch this. You know, the father's always ministering to you. The reason why is because Satan ain't creative. He just do what the father do. That's all he can do. He got no creative abilities. He's just doing what the father. So when you see what he do, you know what the father's doing because he's just a copycat. That's why he's in the wilderness ministering to Jesus, trying to get him out of his destiny. Soon as he leave, another angel come and gives him strength. Here we go. Verse eight. And when he comes. And and he when he comes will convict the world. Now. Who is he convicting here? Who? Who? The world. Okay. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. I'm about to die. I'm about to set y'all up to get this reward, to get this inheritance. And since y'all don't believe, the Holy Spirit got to convict you of this. Okay. Of, 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 and concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of the world has been judged. So he said, look, that when the Holy Spirit comes to the world, because they're all ministering spirits. So when the angels minister to the world, the only thing you can do is convict them of sin. Convict them of righteousness and convict them of judgment. Of sin because he's going to the Father. He's making a way. All your sins are going to be washed away of righteousness because as soon as you come into the household, you become righteous. Because judgment, because if you don't want to believe and you don't want to come into the household, you got to be judged with the ruler because he's already been judged. So if you're going to follow him, you get his judgment. And the Holy Spirit convicts us of that. Now, what I want you to notice is it says that the Holy Spirit will convict the world, not the saints. It ain't your job to convict the world. The Bible said we convict them by our lifestyle. 
It ain't your job to point out their sins. That's not our job. Our job is to live our life. Amen. Verse 12, he says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. He said, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes now, when the scriptures, anytime you see a scripture and it says spirit of, that means the spirit works this thing in, a, in, a, in us or it delivers this power. The spirit of, or it, it lets you know where the thing attached to it is coming from. In this, he's letting us know that when the spirit comes, it's going to work truth in us. He's letting us know that the, that, that the truth that we're about to receive did not come from earth. It came from the spirit realm, the spirit of truth. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth. Now, for the world, he's going to convict them. But to those who are saved, he's going to guide you into all truth. All truth. All truth. Truth, by definition, is the plan that the Father executed through Christ. That's what he's going to lead you to. He's not going to lead you to know how to fix a refrigerator in the dark. Okay, no. I ain't saying he can't. But then why he died. <laughs> that ain't the truth. He ain't gonna help you solve a puzzle. Okay, no, that's not, that's not the truth we talking about here. We're not gonna talk about your lying cousin and the Holy Spirit gonna give it to you. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about truth about his predestined plan. Truth about the promises. Truth about the life that belongs to you. Truth. Words that were spoken before the foundation of the world. Say truth. He says when the spirit comes, it's going to mm, guide you. Guide you. So, if I'm going to guide you somewhere, you got to be paying attention. If I'm going to guide you somewhere, you got to be willing to follow. If I'm going to guide you somewhere, you got to be attentive. If I'm going to guide you, you got to be willing. If I'm going to guide you, we got to spend some time together. You got to get to know me. Because if you don't know me, you're not going to trust me. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. Now, he's giving you what the angels are going to minister. He's telling you the context of their conversation. When the angels minister to you, they're not going to be talking about Hillbilly Bob. They're not going to be talking about the game last night. Not going to be gossiping. He ain't going to talk about himself. The angels ain't going to come trying to nudge your shoulder. <laughs> I know Michael. <laughs> I know Gabriel. I kicked it with him all the time in heaven. <laughs> no, he ain't gonna speak of himself. They got a assignment. 
Aren't they all ministering spirits sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? Watch this. Verse 14. He will glorify me. That's what they was around. That's what they was around the throne doing. Right. He will glorify me for he would take of mine and would disclose it to you. Aren't they all ministering spirits? He going to take they going he going to take what belongs to me and going to reveal it to you. All right. Peace I leave you. Not peace of the world. He going to take what's mine and he going to give it to you. Verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Heir. He's an heir. <laughs> He's an heir. He's letting you know everything that the father has is mine. He already let you know. Now the spirit is going to reveal everything that is mine to you. Okay, wait, okay. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I say, he said it again. He must really want us to get this. He said it twice. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Why would he do this? Because he's an heir of God and you're a joint heir with him. Truth. Right? Truth. Truth, right? He said, I'm going to take this, the ministering spirit, they're going to take what's mine, and they're going to disclose it to you. They're going to reveal to you all this belongs to you if you do this. All the, I ain't telling y'all to practice righteousness for no reason. I ain't obsessed with that term. It's there sitting waiting on you to engage, to get serious. It's waiting on you to give your life. Not your time, not a moment. To give your life is worth it. Jesus said, if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you ain't worthy of the kingdom. He said, if you can't take this thing serious, you're not worthy to receive this inheritance. It's a big deal. He said he would take what is mine and reveal it to you. Power. Riches. (laughs) Wisdom. Strength. Honor. Glory. And blessings. Y'all good? <laughs> y'all like y'all in a trance. Y'all thinking? Huh? 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 We're gonna have some conversations on the way home. We're gonna high five some angels on the way home. We're gonna wake up in the morning with a whole nother agenda. <laughs> Cause you know why you don't have. And it ain't Satan, it's you. <laughs> It's your response. Satan is always going to tell you, buck the system. Don't do it like that. It don't take all that. He know what's at bay. He know what's at stake. He don't want to see your light turn on. He don't want to see it turn on. Mm. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. 
I got a little time. I'm doing good. It says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Somebody, Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus. Jesus. Uh. Verse 2. It says, the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit. Uh, and the fear of the Lord. What are we looking at here? We're looking at the seven spirits of God. We're looking at the seven spirits of God. Now, he said he's trying to get you power, right? That what the scripture said? Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. When you receive the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit come upon you, you will receive power. Now, we're looking at the seven spirits of God. The first one is the spirit of the Lord. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Now, it didn't say the spirit of the Lord has come upon me to anoint me. It said the spirit of the Lord comes upon me because he has anointed me. Because you are anointed, you need help. (laughs) Because he anointed you, he said, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a counselor. So it says the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. That's one. Then he said the spirit of wisdom. Then the spirit of understanding. Then the spirit of counsel. Then you had a spirit of might. Then you had a spirit of knowledge. Then you had the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is humility. Seven spirits trying to get you a sevenfold blessing. And these ain't just seven spirits. These are seven different armies. These are seven different armies. That's why the Bible tells you, ask for wisdom. I'll unleash it. I'll unleash it. I'll flood your whole house with angels. Ask me for wisdom. He said he'll he'll give it to you and he'll withhold nothing. I'll give you as many angels speaking wisdom into you as you can handle. Until you decide you want to stop taking the wisdom. (laughs) But see, this is the blessing behind this that y'all need to understand. The Old Testament saints who were not sons, who were not daughters, who were not didn't have Christ in them didn't have the seed in them. The Old Testament, they couldn't get the fullness of this. Ministering spirits are sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. They weren't heirs. The Bible said they died having not received the promise, Ken, although they had faith. They made the wall of faith, but they didn't get the promises. Angels didn't minister to them about this. They ministered in a similar way, but they didn't minister to them about this. This is for us. So Solomon got wisdom. Moses got humility. Samson got might. 
but they couldn't get them all. The whole gamut's for you. It all belongs to us. It all belongs to us. Now you gotta understand this. This is a predestined plan. This is before the foundation of the world. He's sitting down, talking with the guy here. Look, this is how we're going to do this thing. I'm going to create a bunch of them. They're going to be in my image according to my likeness. Satan said, wait. Mm-mm. I'm going to exalt my throne above you. He said, okay, kick him out. Let's continue on with the conversation. <laughs> this was the plan before the foundation of the world. For all he foreknow, he did predestined. For everybody he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, which means they got an inheritance. That's your friends, that's your foes, that's your family. That's the Muslims, that's the Hindu people. He predestined them. They don't know. You got to do more, you got to give me more than a bean pie. I need more than a bean pie. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need more than some philosophies. I'm going to need more than re- reincarnation. I ain't trying to come back as no animal. I'm trying to kill this flesh. It's all my, it got the instincts. But these are armies of angels. Remember what I told you, when you see the spirit of, that means that this, whatever's at the end, so you see the spirit of wisdom, that means there's an army of angels that's trying to work wisdom in you. It's an army of angels that are trying to minister understanding to you. It's an army of angels that are trying to counsel you. It's an army of angels that are trying to strengthen you. Verse three, his delight is in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge, watch this, by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Y'all got to see this. What is he saying here? He going to be led by the spirit. He ain't going to use his physical eyes. He's not going to use his physical ears. Okay. But he got these armies ministering to him. So he's going to oblige. He's going to listen. He ain't going to walk by sight. He's going to walk by faith. He ain't trying to hear what people saying. I need to hear what the spirit realm is saying. Y'all want some more proof? Let's go. Come on. I like you to be convinced. You need to be persuaded. You got an assignment. You don't need to be flaky. You don't need no half cock faith. You need, you, he about to say go. And when he say go, you got to have some faith. Ephesians chapter one, verse 13. It says, in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth. Huh. That's what the Holy Spirit do, minister truth. Let's keep it going. The gospel of your salvation. Aren't they all ministering spirits? Sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? What are they ministering? Truth. 
He just said in him you are also sealed because you got to understand this. This is Paul ministering to the Gentile church. They don't know God. They're not the Jews. They don't know God. So he has to introduce this to them. The Jews know this stuff. They know God. It was a whole nother conversation. Do a compare and contrast in your studying. Read the Pauline epistles, then switch over and read the books that were written to the Jews. Two total different conversations. Two total different conversations because one did not know and needed to be exposed. One knew and needed to be encouraged and warned. Stop the foolishness. Y'all ancestors killed the prophets. We know what y'all got in y'all. Verse 14, it says the Holy Spirit is a down payment of our inheritance. So you mean to tell me when you get saved, the father downloads. uh, How does that look? Holy Spirit comes upon you and he gives you angels surrounding you. That's your down payment. And as you engage them, you'll get more. If you ain't doing nothing with the couple you got. Ain't no need to send more. The ones you got ain't busy. They sitting at the crib eating cheeses. Waiting on you to pray. The Bible says that the angels only move at the command of the word. So they need you to get in the word, align yourself with these scriptures, put these scriptures in you, and then say what the scriptures say because the king has spoke. It's a decree. He needs you now to declare it, now to speak it, now to confess it so the angels can move. They ain't going to move off of your feelings. You can cry all day long. It don't matter. You can get mad, you can frustrate, it don't matter until you open your mouth and speak. Until you make a, until you make a conscious decision, you're going to obey. It don't matter. But the Holy Spirit is a down payment. It's a down payment. You put a down payment on something before. That's just an initial payment. I'm going to give you this initially. It's some more payments to come. How you want them? Every day? Or you want them once a month? <laughs> or you want them once a year? What you want? You want them every day? Secret place. <laughs> Secret place. He gave you a down payment. Look, a down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession. So the angels are supposed to be with you, minister to you until you are fully redeemed. They're going to get you all the way through this life. It says until the redemption of the possession. To the praise of his glory. I do that. Verse 15. Now, he said all of that. And then in verse 15, he starts the sentence off. This is why. So we gave you the Holy Spirit. It sealed you. We're going to talk about that in a couple lessons. What it means to be sealed. It sealed you. Then he gave the Holy Spirit as a down payment. Until the redemption of the possession, 
to the praise of his glory. Then 15, he starts off and said, this is why. I'm giving you some context, but why I said this. This is why. Since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you would give you what? What are you trying to give you? I didn't know what? Mm. Mm. So, so, he praying, Father, (laughs) give him the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. That's a prayer. Now, why is he praying this to people who are filled with the Holy Spirit? (laughs) It ain't activated. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit, angels just chilling. So he's praying. That's why I'm telling you, look, this, this, the ignorance of Christianity, the ignorance of our brothers and sisters. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Okay, you are filled, but do you hear the wisdom ministering to you? Do you hear the strength Mm, let me keep going. Let me keep going. He ain't done. This brother was praying. He said in verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. How that's going to happen? Ministering spirits sent to minister. That's why I told you the same thing the Holy Spirit does, the same thing the angels do, the fivefold ministry has the job to do it in the natural. Our job in the natural is to get you to see it in the spirit so you can cooperate with them when you ain't in our presence. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of your calling. You don't know. (laughs) What is the hope of his calling? What is the wealth of his glorious inheritance? Why are they trying to keep getting us this inheritance? Why are they so obsessed with getting us this inheritance and we not? It's a conflict of interest. (laughs) They want you to have the inheritance. You ain't even thinking about it. You just want a cheeseburger. You just want some Waffle House. Bowl of spaghetti, I don't know. Whatever it is you want. Verse 19, let me read 18 again because it kind of flows with it. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glory and glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. According to the mighty works, the mighty working of his strength. Now, we just seen armies of angels that work to do this. What is he doing when he's praying these things? He is releasing angels. He's sending his angels to them to minister to them so they can get it in their head so that they can activate what they already have. Are not they all ministering spirits sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? Let's go a little further. Colossians. Colossians. 
chapter one, verse nine. It says, for this reason also, since the day we heard this, we have we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He wants the Holy Spirit to be active in your life. He's doing this because it's not. Can we come to that assumption? That he's praying this because it's not working in their life? Can we come to that assumption? Verse 10. He says, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord. So he's asking that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy. If you're not walking worthy, then it's some ministering that's going on that you're not receiving. You're not hearing it. You're not adhering to it. You're not answering to the call. If you're not living a life that's walking worthy, then it's something that's not going on. You're not hearing right. That's why the first thing the father's going to do when he wants to get your attention is get you away from everybody. You think they left you. <laughs> you think they abandoned you, right? No, no. I need you to hear. And they got good godly wisdom, but it ain't going to get you where I want you to be. They intellectually sound, real smart, very keen. But it ain't spiritual. Men are always learning, but never coming into the knowledge of truth. You can know the whole encyclopedia, but not understand your destiny. I've seen it. You can be brilliant intellectually and spiritually stupid. I've seen it. You got to make your mind up. Which one are you going to be? Because when you make your mind up, it's going to determine where you spend your time. Certain things, when you learn about it, nothing else matters. <laughs> Example. You've been looking for a job. You need money, right? Who in here need money? Only people who raise their hand is the pre-airs. I just want y'all to notice that. Alright. <laughs> we need money, right? So whoever borrowed money in here? I mean, I borrowed money. It's been a while. Well, I borrowed. So you borrowing money, you're asking. <laughs> it's me and my twin. So you borrowing money from people, you asking everybody, you, you in a wanted ads, looking for a job. You hit the bank up, try to get a loan, and then you find out you had an inheritance. It changed some stuff. You found out you had a 
$500 million inheritance. It changed what you stopped looking for. It changed who you start asking for. It It changed why you got up in the morning. So the father kind of must have knew this. He said, let me show them their inheritance. So they stopped asking everybody else for everything. Asking you will receive. Why would he say that? (laughs) Seek and you're going to find. Knock and that door going to open. Why would he say that? What if I told you it happens in succession? You ain't asked so you ain't received. Since you ain't received, you ain't sought him. Since you haven't sought him, you ain't found it. Because you haven't found it, you ain't knocked on no door. Okay. You asked for a spouse. You received it. Or let's say this. You asked for a spouse. He said, okay, read this many books on being a husband or being a wife. (laughs) So, since you asked, he wants you to receive, but I need you to seek out this information. You don't seek the information. And you'll sit there like, why ain't married? Mm. Why am I knocking on this door? It ain't open. You asked him to increase your money, increase my finances. He said, okay, learn about money. You didn't learn about money. So you went and knocked on that door, you got denied. That's why, see, it's, it's knowledge like this, the reason why I, I turn my ear when I hear people play the race card. Well, white people prevent us from, no, they not. No, they not. No, they not. No, they not. You lying. You lying. You just seeking that system. (laughs) The reason why you getting denied because you seeking that system. And that system has a choice. And so you're frustrated because you want that system to respond to you. And the system got rules too. In that system, you got to be white. Just get on another system. Just look for another system. You ain't got to do that. It's already one. But I get what you say. You ain't got to. It's all. It's an inheritance waiting on you. Everything you have, everything that belongs to you is waiting. That's why he said, "Look, when you pray." In secret, the Father will reward you. When you give, don't let your right hand know what your left hand doing. And when you give in secret, your Father will reward you. (laughs) Fast. Some things you can't get until your flesh is under subjection. I'm just putting it out there. I just get to preach it. I didn't say it. (laughs) Some things you won't get until your flesh is up under subjection. No matter how much you pray about it, you're going to take out everybody before you and after you if you get that. 
So he said, if you pray, I will reward you. What is reward? It's giving you the stuff that belongs to you. Reward. Reward. And giving you, ain't no new stuff. All this stuff belongs to you already. Got where I was. Verse 10, it says, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. I ain't got to say no more about that. Y'all got that, right? Y'all see that. He's telling you this is why you need the spirit. This is why you need a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This, if, if, because you need to walk worthy of the Lord. You need to fully please him. Why? Because it's inheritance. Who's seen Bruce's million? A couple of y'all. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a movie by Richard Pryor where he got an inheritance of money. And the only way that he could get the real bulk of inheritance, he had to spend all the money in a certain amount of time. But he couldn't tell nobody. And folks were trying to stop him from spending the money. <laughs> He's trying to get rid of the money because he knows something on the other side. See, when you know stuff that other people don't know, you act different. They counter it different. Because they don't know what he told you to do. So he wants you to be fully pleasing unto him. Watch this. Bearing fruit in every good work. How you feel about everything you do in Prosper? How'd that look? And growing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened with all power. Well, power is a part of your inheritance. Strength is a part of the angelic army that ministered to you. Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Broken. Angel came, strengthened them. I got so much. Oh, Lord Jesus. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the father who has enabled you to share in the saints inheritance in the light. Can't get this inheritance in the dark. My last set of scriptures. I'm about to close. Daniel chapter 9 verse 20 says, while I was still speaking and praying and confessing my sins and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my plea before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of God. That's a lot. That's a lot of activity. That's there's some instructions. Y'all read that? He said, while I, because watch this, this is going to end when an angel speaking to him. He says, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sins and the sins of my people and presenting my plea before the Lord, my God, in behalf of the holy mountain of God, while I was still speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, an angel, whom I had seen in a vision previously, came to me in extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. 
He said, I was praying. I was offering myself up and an angel came to me. I had a vision of this angel before, but now I'm seeing him in real life. He said, and this happened when I was in prayer. Verse 22, it says, and he instructed me and talked with me and said, Daniel, I have come now to give you insight with understanding. Are they not all ministering spirits? He said, I have come to you to give you insight with understanding. Why don't you know? Verse 23. The angel said, at the beginning of your pleas, the command was issued and I have come to tell you because you are highly esteemed because you are seated in heavenly places because you are heirs of salvation I just want to talk to you now we not Daniel not Daniel didn't have that privilege but he's highly esteemed because he's a great servant but you have to see if he did this for the servants if he did this under an old covenant what are you going to do in this new covenant, Serena? What are you going to do? <laughs> Come on. He said, because you are highly esteemed. So watch this. What do he say? So pay attention. <laughs> he said, pay attention to the message. Listen to what I'm about to say. I'm about to give you something that's going to change your life. Pay attention to the message. And gain understanding of the vision. Are not they all ministering spirits? Dr. Hardy told you, you have a dream. All you got to do is talk to the Holy Spirit. They want you to know. That's why they gave you the vision. I've read books that say the reason why you have a dream is because an angel touched you. Well, that's the reason why you have lustful thoughts. Hmm. So the Satan can make you think a thought. Who believe that? Can Satan make you think a thought? Can Satan put a thought in your head? They're all ministering spirits. Yes. They know the point of ministry, your soul. That's the war. The war is your soul. The war is your faith. The war is your soul. They're fighting for your belief system. Who do you believe? You believe the father of truth or the father of lies? That's what they're fighting for. They know it. So if Satan can minister to you, if Satan can minister to you and give you a thought, then why the angels can't? Satan can give you a whole plan to get that girl. I'm just trying to tell you so you know. He give you a whole plan. Your game get tight. Satan give it to you. Say this line to her. She good to go. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm just letting you know. He was an Eve here. Did he not say that? <laughs> I'm just. Oh. Do I have enough time? Y'all want to bear with me for one second? I really want to read these. I want to read these scriptures. 
It's not on here, but take note, and I want you to read this, because if I don't read it now, I'm going to do a whole other message. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> if I don't read, it, part two next week. <laughs> so I got to read these scriptures. Daniel chapter 10, verse 10 through 21. Because I want you to see this. The name of the series is Snapshots of the Holy Spirit. Snapshots of the Holy Spirit. You need to see the work of the Holy Spirit. You need to see how it works for you. Daniel chapter 10, verse 10 through 21. And it reads, it says, then behold. Now this is an a angel. It's, this is an angel communicating with Daniel. Now, this is what's so crazy about it is the first passage of scripture I read passage was from the ninth chapter. This is from the tenth chapter. Two different instances where angels are speaking to him, ministering to him. Okay, it says, then behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. That's powerful. Verse 11. He said to me, oh, Daniel, man of high esteem, understand the words that I'm about to tell you and stand upright. Understanding. All right. Y'all with me? I'm trying to get you to see they're all ministering spirits. For I have now been sent to you. And when he spoke this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, don't be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day. You set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before your God. Your words were heard and I have come in response to your words. Let me read that again. Let me read that again. It's a formula. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways, then I will answer. It's a formula. The angel announced it. He said, don't be afraid, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this. You just wanted to know. He said, the first day you did this, you just wanted to know. You set your heart on understanding. You weren't like, whatever, I don't care. It is what it is. No, you had your heart set on understanding. Father, I want to know. He said this, understanding this, and on humbling yourself. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. Humble yourself and he will give you a greater grace. Humble yourself and he will make you great. He said, humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard. Could it be your words of prayers are not being heard because your position in prayer? Because you don't take this stuff serious? Could it be hurt? Could it be that your heart ain't humbled? You don't really care. And because if you don't care, they don't care either. <laughs> but he let you know, I was, I'm, this, I was sent from heaven to give you this. Okay, let me keep going. He said, humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to your words. Now look at this. Now, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia was withstanding me for 21 days. So you were praying and I was trying to get a word to you. But I ran into a whole army of angels when I was trying to get this word to you. 
Now, that don't happen to us because we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Our position. Because he's the head, we're the body. We don't have to worry about this 21 day battle. Okay. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia was withstanding me for 21 days. Then behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. Man, y'all got to see what's going on around y'all. If you close your eyes, if, if, if you died right now, your eyes are open to the spirit realm. Soon as you open, you're going to see angels. You're going to see all of this stuff going on. You're going to see demons. You're going to see demonic realm. It's functioning around us right now as we speak. But you, you're not privy to it. says, one of the chief princes came to help me, for I had been left there with the kings of Persia. Now, these are, they're battling demons to try to get him an answer to a prayer. Won't he do it? Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, I have come to give you an understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days. What is this angel coming to give him? I'm going to read it again because y'all will sleep. Now I have come to give you an understanding. What is he ministering to him? He's trying to get them understanding. That was one of the seven spirits. All right. He said, now I have come to give you an understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision pertains to the days yet future. He says, when he spoke to me, according to these words, I turned my face towards the ground and became speechless. And behold, verse 16, one who resembled a human being mm, was touching my lips. Y'all seeing this? An angel is touching his lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. Mm. Huh. Angel touching his lips. Then he opened his mouth and spoke and said to him, who was standing before me, oh, my Lord, as a result of the vision's anguish has come upon me and I have retained no strength. Verse 17, for how can such a servant of my Lord talk with such as my Lord? As for me, there remains just now no strength in me, nor has any breath been left in me. So he said this encounter was so powerful that it, it, it depleted his strength. It was so powerful, it depleted his strength. And it took the breath out of him. Here we go. It says, then this one with the human appearance touched me again and strengthened me. So, you can be weak and with one touch be strengthened. Y'all done went home with the bed. (laughs) The day over. (laughs) I done done all I can, Lord. (laughs) Now it's up to you. <laughs> no. He says this one with the human appearance. We talk about the four creative beings, right? Four living creatures. Touched me again and strengthened me. He said, oh man of high esteem, do not be afraid. Peace be with you. So he gave him some peace. Then he said, take courage and be courageous. So he dropped off some peace and some courage and some strength. One fall, one fell swoop. Are they not all ministering spirits? Now, as soon as he spoke to me, I received strength and said, may my Lord speak for you have strengthened me. 
Then he said, do you understand why I came to you? But I shall now return and fight against the prince of Persia. So I am going forth and behold, the prince of Greece is about to come. It's a whole war going on. Verse 21. However, I will tell you what is inscribed in the writings of truth. Yet there is no one who stands firmly with me against these forces except Michael, your prince. Michael, your prince. What is he letting us know? These ministering spirits have been doing this before time. They did it in the Old Testament with the servants. So in the New Testament, it's here for us. Are they not all ministering spirits sent to do what? Minister to us who are heirs of salvation. Amen. Let us close.